Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. conversations, the tough ones, all of it is just a lot of fun, most of the time. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I love my kids, and I was just thinking, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, almost, I guess, all the way through high school, I, <laughs> I um, depended on my parents for most of, if not everything. The main reason is because they were the adults, Right? I just, I mean, where the food came from, we had air when it was hot outside, heat when it was cold, toilet paper, lights, the whole nine. It, my parents provided a lot of this stuff, and I, I, I depended on them for so many things. It was just, man, being a kid is so much fun. <laughs> like, it's fun. I think some of us need to go have a little fun, you know, this week. Do something you enjoy to do that brings you, you know, some happy. Like, do something fun. Because when we were kids, we used to do it all the time. Like, okay, uh, well, all right, Tony, you smiled at me, so we're going to talk about it. Like, summer vacation? Like, we're lucky if we get two weeks most of the time, but summer, like two and a half, three months vacation, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> sleep as long as you want to sleep, go to movies, go to friend's house, do whatever you want to do. Like, it, go swimming, go to, what, it's just some, summer vac, summer vacation? A whole summer of vacationing and having fun. Being a kid was a lot of fun. They were the adults. And I, we get to have all the fun. You all go to your job. Do your, I it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. I remember I was growing up and I got a job. I was like, man, I was working at Toys R Us, rest in peace. I was working at Panera, all these places. I was like, man, I have all of this money to do whatever I want to do all the time. It was so much fun. And it was so much fun. And I felt like I had this amazing amount of cash all the time because I didn't really have any bills or anything like that. I was like, well, I can do whatever I want to do, however I want to do it. That's okay. I'm having fun. But I, after a while, I was like, man, I just, you know what? I can't wait until I get my own house. I'll, I'm going to... When I get older, I'm going to do what I want because I'm going to be grown. I'm going to be the adult. And you know what? If I don't want to eat chicken and vegetables, I'll get whatever I want because I'm going to be the adult. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And you, 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 okay, that's fine. I'm going to get whatever car I want to have. My house is going to be as cold as I want it to be because I'm going to be the adult. I'm so excited about becoming an adult. I'm finally going to be on my own. I will keep my house as dirty as I want to. Because I'm going to be the adult, and you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You're not going to tell me how I'm going to do it, because I'm going to be the adult. I'm going to have all this money and all this stuff, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to be the adult now. I used to think this way. Maybe you didn't. I'm going to be the adult. I used to be so excited to be able to be grown up. And I was so excited. Then I grew up. And adulting is not that much fun. I mean, it has fun stuff about it, but being a kid is awesome. Nine times out of ten, adulting is just not that much fun all the time. You know, you, 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 yeah, you're going to have money, but you got to pay, you gotta pay bills. And adulting just wasn't, wasn't that great. 
And I found for myself, I became an adult and I had kids. And I found out that, you know, parents are just teenagers that got a little bit older. <laughs> and I used to tell, you know, our teenagers growing up being a youth pastor, I was like, hey, you got to cut your parents some slack. Because they're still trying to figure this out too. They don't have, they, they might, you might think that they think they know everything, but they're just trying to figure it out. Cut them some slack, or at least cut me some slack, because I'm still trying to figure this out. Adulting is kind of tough work. I, I, I was just, you know, as, as we become adults, and I have these kids, I wonder if I just took a different take on parenting for a while. Just have, you know, like, I think we should have honest, raw conversation with our kids. It doesn't matter how old they are or young they are. You know, like, what if, what if me as a dad, I came and said, hey, hey, X, hey, Zai, just want to have a little sit down and kind of let you know some things that are going on. I don't think we're going to be able to pay the mortgage this month. Uh, just being honest, there's way more bills in the, than there is money. And I know that can kind of freak you out, but hey, carpe diem, right? And um, also... I, now that we're just being, we're having a serious moment, I also think that you should know that Omaha's due for a really big tornado. We're not exactly sure what day it would hit, but we haven't had an F5 in a while. And um, I just think that you should be aware of this and be thinking about this because um, I, I just want to be, you know what, while we're on the topic, I've heard that Iran wants to drop a bomb on the United States. And I'm not exactly sure that our defenses can handle it. Maybe they can, but... Hey, guys, this is just me being a great dad for you. And I want to be honest. I want to be honest with you. It's not looking very good. But have a great day at school, son. Bye. I, I, what, what if I, see, as an adult, my kids count on me to keep the peace. They might not know it, but they're depending on me. They're counting on me to keep the peace. What if... You know, I just walked around in Target, and if my kids, you know, someone maybe looked at them the wrong way, I was like, hey, go ahead and go punch them in the face. <laughs> Grab a bat or, you know, whatever, do whatever you want to do. Like, you know what, just do what you want to do. Go fight, whatever you want. Someone, someone looks at you the wrong way, smack them around a little bit. That would be ridiculous because they're counting on me to be the peacemaker. I'm the adult. It's on me to be the peacemaker, and it can be tough to be a peacemaker in the midst of a chaotic world. Because the bottom line is, whether it's your first time in church today or you've grown up in church, the bottom line is that most of us, we don't know how to get along with people. Uh-oh. We, we don't. We, we can't disagree, can't have a different opinion, can't like different things without losing our peace. We struggle with getting all, see, uh, people plus peace equals what well, doesn't usually mix. No, like look, look throughout history, and when there's a bunch of people involved, typically it ends in war. We don't know, or maybe we do, but we just don't get along with people all the time. You don't believe me? Just take a stroll through Facebook, like 10 minutes of your time. Or if you're, you know, maybe you're under the age of 36 or so and you're more on the Instagram or Twitter or maybe your Snapchat, whatever. Take a look. And, you know, just, just for fun today, I thought I'd give us the top 10 uh, ways to be a peacemaker's guide to social media. And maybe you're not on social media. 
that's awesome. But reality is, for a lot of people under the age of 36 or so, this is a mainstream form of communication now. It's not just something we do for fun. This is how a lot of people are getting their communication, affirmation, all that kind of stuff, information, everything. Um, so I thought, you know, maybe we could just go through top 10 ways on how to be a peacemaker on social media. I think that'd be a good thing, at least, at least for us. I think we could, we could go through it. And if you're not on social media, maybe this can apply for you in some other way. But uh, I would start at number 10. I would encourage you, if you want to be a peacemaker, to avoid dogmatic statements. Try to avoid them. If you want to keep peace on social media, avoid them. Why have an opinion? Fantastic. You can have an opinion or you can have peace. Maybe it's better to have peace. Number nine, I would say acknowledge that there are some complexities. Anytime you have more than one person in the room, there are some complexities. Fair enough. Three of you believe it. That's okay. This, number seven would be this. Number seven. No, eight. Sorry. Um, ask yourself. Would I say this to that person's face? And if you would not say it to their face, I mean, you think, well, it's just, it's just social media. It's just, you're still using your words. So if you wouldn't say it to their face, maybe don't post it online. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here throwing some stuff out there. Who knows? Uh, number seven, this is a really cool thing. I think we should do this in life in general. But assume the best. For even the, everybody in the way back, assume the best. Assume the best in people. Okay, whatever. Number six. Number six. Uh, this is a good one for at least, you know, maybe me. Don't stir the pot. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump on her post. I'm just going to stir the pot a little bit. I'm just going to stir this up. I'm not going to necessarily be in it, but I'm going to stir it a little bit. And then I'm going to bounce out. Unfollow. I'm just going to bounce out. I'm going to do what I need, and I'm going to bounce. Um, Proverbs 16:28 says, a perverse person sows strife, and a whisper separates the best of friends. Don't stir the pot. Number five, I would encourage you on social media, advance love and not fear. Okay, uh, cool. Number four, avoid arguments. I, I'm spending too much time on this, but we'll, we'll just stay here for a second. I haven't met anyone that changed their mind because of an argument on social media. What's more important for you as a person, winning an argument or winning a person? Because you can't win both. So I would avoid arguments. And if it all else fails, hit the block button. It's there for a reason. Number three, <laughs> number three, this is one of my favorite in the whole world. I, we, we say this to our kids all the time. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That stands for self. Number two, this may seem a little bit severe, but I would encourage you, if you struggle with social media, maybe pray before you post. If it's really stirring you up that much, pray about it. Oh, not, we, don't, we don't like these very much, right? I want to do what I want to do because I'm an adult. Maybe pray before you post. It's not worth your peace. Ah, shoot, number one, okay. Number one, this is my favorite. It's okay not to post. No one's day is going to get ruined by you not posting. All right, we'll move on. We're all getting happy and excited. I can tell. Romans 12, 18 says this. If it is possible, 
as far as it depends on you, live at peace with your family. Live at peace with the people you like. Scripture says live at peace with everybody, even if they don't agree with your politics, even if they don't agree with how you raise your children, even if they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Be at peace with everyone. And that's, see, it's easy to live at peace, though, when you're living in a season of peace. You know, you're just tiptoeing through the tulips, licking a lollipop. It's awesome. I'm so peaceful right now. It's an awesome season of peace. It's, it's easy to be living at peace in a peaceful season, to cultivate and keep peace, to be at harmony, to live in peace, to make peace. But how do you live in peace in the midst of chaos? Maybe you don't feel like your life is in chaos, but our world is in chaos. Confusion, disorder. How can you, as a follower of Christ, maybe you're in here today and you're like, I just came here for the first time. I wouldn't consider myself a follower of Jesus or a Christian. Thank you so much for coming today. A lot of what you're going to hear, I'm going to be directly speaking to people that follow Jesus, but maybe there's something you can grab, but listen in tight. I believe this will really help you today no matter where you're at. But how can we live at peace in the midst of chaos? Because we can sing a lot of songs, pray a lot of prayers, serve our hearts out, and still have no peace because you're still living and dwelling in chaos. Ooh. But I'm singing all the songs. I know a breakthrough is God. I'm singing the song, but you're still living in chaos. But I served at BBS. That's awesome, but you're still living in chaos. See, whatever atmosphere that you choose to settle in and settle with, whatever atmosphere that you choose to build your life in will be brought to every single area of your life. Whatever that atmosphere is. You're inviting it into your finances. You're inviting it into your workspace. You're inviting it into your business. You're inviting it into your relationships. You're inviting it into your family. You are inviting that atmosphere to have free reign everywhere. That atmosphere. And I find that a lot of times that we get so upset when people, we say, they just, my friends keep leaving and, and people keep leaving my life. But I would submit to you today that perhaps they're not leaving your life but they had to get out of your atmosphere. Because they may actually really love you, but they needed to get away from the atmosphere that your life is currently producing. But if they keep leaving, it doesn't mean they don't love you, but maybe, maybe the atmosphere your life was producing caused them to need to get away. Because we get mad when people leave. It hurts. I care so much. I don't know. They're just, they're trying to hurt me. This is, they're, they're against me. Why are, they, why are they doing this to me? Don't they love me? But friend, they, I believe they probably do love you, but it's not worth their peace anymore. It has nothing to do with the feelings of love that you may have, but has everything to do with the peace you're losing by remaining in a chaotic atmosphere. Atmosphere of chaos. We get around people that live in a chaotic atmosphere, and it can rob your peace, and in some cases even destroy it, and chaos will begin to reign. When you settle in that atmosphere of chaos, it goes everywhere. 
It's like putting a lion in your house and trying to keep it in the basement. It's going to go where it wants to go. Chaos, this atmosphere. So my question for myself, and maybe you want to ask yourself this question, is what kind of atmosphere is my life producing right now? What kind of atmosphere am I producing? What kind of atmosphere surrounds my life? Is it an atmosphere of confusion? Is it, is it an atmosphere of frustration? Is it an atmosphere of anxiety? Is it, is it an atmosphere of depression, gossip, negativity? Is it an atmosphere of so low? I've been around someone who has just their atmosphere. Like, every, why does it feel so low in here? Not even smiling. That was, a, that was a funny joke. Why are you so low? You didn't even smile during the Lion King. How? How? Because there's a so low. Got to be careful with these chaotic atmospheres because chaos comes in and will destroy what you've spent so much time and energy trying to build in your life. Trying to build in your kids' lives. Chaos will come in and rule and try to destroy. Well, Mark, you don't understand. The enemy just keeps attacking me. That's what's really going on here. Like, my car broke down, and he keeps attacking me. My finances are all jacked up. I'm just getting attacked. I, my job is, is messy. I'm just getting attacked. My internet got turned off. Like, how am I, how, how, like, I don't even have... Everything, the enemy's attacking me. All my stuff keeps getting messed up. I would challenge you in this today. The enemy, or let's just, the devil, isn't after your stuff. Might be contrary to what you believe today, but he's not. I really don't even think the enemy cares about your stuff. I don't think he cares about your stuff at all. Doesn't care about your car doesn't care about your job, doesn't care about your internet, doesn't care about your phone getting turned off, doesn't care about any of that. He's not after it. But if your peace is wrapped up in your stuff, when he takes your stuff, he gets your peace too. He's not after your stuff. He's, he's after your peace. If your strength, if your hope, if your peace is in stuff, Clothes, job, car, house, all your stuff. Everything the enemy shakes down in your life is his violent attempt to destroy your peace. Everything he shakes down. I need. I don't. I don't. I don't need. I don't need your brand new car. It started on. I don't need your car. I. I want your peace. I want your peace. See, we think, and I, I, I talk to people all. All like. Junior high all the way to grandparents, okay? So we often, even if we don't verbalize this, we think we get the victory when we get our stuff back. But you actually get the victory when you keep your peace. That's when you say, I won that. I kept my peace. Because he doesn't want you living in peace. John 14, 27 says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, peace I leave you. Not your peace, his peace. They're two totally different things, right? There's the peace that the world offers, that the world gives, but then there's peace that Jesus gives, that Jesus offers. Peace that the world offers looks like this. It's freedom from disturbance, quiet, and tranquility. When are you going to get that? Every day or for a full week. Freedom from disturbance. Anybody have kids? Freedom from disturbance. Quiet. Tranquility. Maybe once a year on a vacation. Right? You're not going to be living in this fog all the time. Wow, this feels great. Tranquil. Peaceful. No disturbance. The, the world offers, to, it offers this type of, of peace. It's a peace that is determined by what's going on around you. Meaning, you have to change the atmosphere to be able to have peace. Anyone can have that, and it's the peace that the world offers. But if your peace is based off of what I post, what I say, what I do, what I did, the things I said, didn't say, should have said, if your peace is based off of me and what I do, then you're living in the peace the world offers. Amen. Amen. So we're, we're trying to challenge today, okay? So let's just buckle up, okay? Come on. We, if, if you're living by what I do, then you're living off the world's kind of peace. Does it make you a bad person? Does it make you evil? But that's just the reality of it. We simply then react to what's happening around us. Uh, you take your cue off of whatever song the world is playing. Does that make sense to you? Not enough of us. Um, Anthony, can you help me for a second? Let me see if Anthony, sorry to put you on the spot like this, but we're going to go for it. Which instrument are you going to play today? The keys. He can play just about everything. Isn't that cool? So talented and creative. Anthony, I want you to try to help, um, help me show this in real time, real life. So here's the idea. We react to what's happening around you. We take our cue from whatever song the world is playing. It's kind of like a real bad mood swing. So I don't even know if this is possible, but I'm sure if there's someone in the room that can do it, it's going to be you, okay? Anthony, can you play something for me that's very, I don't know, somber? <laughs> wow. Anybody ever had their life play to this tune here? Their atmosphere just somber? Can you just make it downright sad? Like crying so bad you have snot bubbles. Like that, that sad. Just affected by whatever's happening around me. But then I got happy. And everything's great. Everything is going wonderful. Finances are good. But I just lost my job and it got angry. Yeah. Things 
things are not going very awesome right now. Thank you, Anthony. That was great. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Awesome. Thank you. Play that song, and he gets that reaction out of you. Anybody ever been there before? I've been there. Something doesn't go my way. I'm an adult, but I can still throw a fit. A good one, mind you. Right? Something happens. It's just everything switches. Because we're playing to the world's type of peace. We're affected by what's happening externally, not what's supposed to be happening internally. You see, have, have, you, have you ever had, maybe this will help you, have you ever had a friend, we won't say relatives, well, we'll say relatives, anybody that you know that has a very specific pattern to when they come into difficult times. I had a friend like this. Watch this. Three, two, one. Tears. Right? You don't even, you don't even, have, to, you don't even have to be in the room. You know what's going to happen in about three, two, one. Broke something. Right? Three, two, one. Screamed at her husband. Three, two, one. Blames everybody else except for themselves. Three, two, one. Woe is me. It's a pattern. You, you, can expect, you can see it from a mile away. I know it's coming. Here we go. Defenses are up. You know it's coming. These patterns, oh, man, they're hard to break because we spent a lot of our child years and adult years now developing them to where they're so powerful. But here's the thing. If you don't break the pattern, the enemy will use that pattern to break you. It will break you. Break your relationships. Break your finances, break your business, break everyone. It, it, he will use the pattern to break everything that's happening on the outside. But the cool thing is, this is not the type of peace that Jesus came to give you. How cool is that? Come on, you know you're growing and you're moving forward when the enemy sends the same thing that would get a certain response, but this time it doesn't work the way it used to. You know that you are growing in peace. You are growing and going the direction that God wants you to go. Philippians 4, 7 this, says this, peace that Jesus gives passes all understanding. Oh, man. Oh, I, I love that. Peace that Jesus gives passes all understanding. See, the peace that Jesus gives, it literally means this, it stands out. You can't help but notice it because it's standing out from the crowd. It stands out. The, the type of peace that Jesus gives, it rises above all understanding. And let's just break it all the way down. That type of peace doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. It stands out. It rises above so much it doesn't even make sense. And maybe you've walked in this type of peace currently or before, and you have people saying, um, how, can, how can you worship right now, honey? Oh, my gosh. Everything that's happening, oh my gosh, how are you doing it? You're still singing and you're clapping? Oh my God. I just don't know why you don't go home and lay in bed. How, how do you get up in the morning? It doesn't make sense. How, how, do you, how are you still giving after what you just went through? Why are you still tithing? It doesn't work. 
Why, why, are you still, why are you still serving after what she said to you? Why, why are you, how can you, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. See, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but I don't live this kind of life to get something. We live this way because we have something. We have something. It's not, it's not that there isn't chaos all around you and your family. It's not that there isn't chaos all around you in Omaha, Nebraska. It's not that there isn't chaos all over the United States. It's not that there isn't chaos, but the chaos hasn't gotten inside of you yet. This peace that you have, it stands out. It rises above. See, you won't find peace by trying to fix your circumstances. You'll find peace by fixing your eyes back on Jesus. This kind of peace, it, it doesn't make sense. And the older I get, I am more concerned now at 35 years old than I've ever been in my life with keeping my peace. i got to keep my peace. I am more concerned now at 35, i got to keep peace in my family. Peace is everything. Because I will not let chaos reign in my life and go into my relationships, go into my family, run my home. i got to be serious about peace. And maybe today you were brought up in chaos. That's all you've ever known. And it's how you've responded and how you've dealt with life. But friend, peace starts with you. How do you handle chaos? Well, it's a different message for a different time, but you handle it the same way that God did in Genesis. So there was chaos all over the water, and he spoke order. Different message for a different time. Today we're talking about your peace. Not the peace in your family, your peace. Not trying to fix the chaos in, in your uncle. Not trying to fix the chaos at the school or your job. We're talking about your peace, getting your peace right. I'm talking about an outrageous, insane, ridiculous peace that people will shake their head at. I don't know how she made it out of that and why is she smiling? How is he raising, why, how is he still going to church? How, how, how are you still, how are you still loving and trusting? How are you doing this? It's an outrageous kind of peace. In Matthew 10, 16, Jesus said this, I'm going to send you out as sheep among the wolves. Very encouraging. Any of you know anything about a sheep? So cute. Right? Loving, wonderful, peaceful little animals. Isn't that cute? I love me a good sheep. But he says I'm sending you a sheep among the wolves. Which is dark. Right? Sounds scary. Because wolves are not peaceful. Wolves are not gentle. And they're not necessarily nice little animals when it comes to sheep. But Jesus says, I'm going to send you out. It sounds dangerous. This sounds chaotic. But Jesus says, listen, little sheep. I just want you to go ahead and just walk your pretty little toes right through that pack of wolves. Because I'm with you. And I'm not going to leave you. I'm sending you out, though. Because this is why. This is why. I know it's dangerous, there's chaos all around, but I'm with you. 
It's dark, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I know it's scary, but you're not at this alone. I know everything around you wants to dictate your peace right now, but just keep your eyes focused on me, not everything else that's happening. Get a vision for where you're going and you won't be so worried about what's happening to each side of you. I know, I know that it's scary. I know that you feel small and too cute for this. Too small, it's too big, but greater is he who lives in you than the wolves that are surrounding you. I, I, I know, I know, the wolves are, are forming around you and they're snarling around you and they're looking like they're getting ready to go for the kill. But no weapon that's formed against you will prosper. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know it's scary and the, the family's crazy and everything's going nuts. I know it looks bad and it seems like all the walls in your life are caving in. No reason to have peace, but listen to me. If I am for you, who or what can stand against you? It's what life feels like sometimes, right? Sometimes it feels like it's just a beautiful situation and you're just banging out there with the other sheep and having a grand time. And other times it feels like this. When am I gonna get a break? When is it ever gonna end? When am I gonna have a good break? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus says this, I'm going to give you peace. It doesn't make sense. It's huge, it's incredible, it's ridiculous. It surpasses all of your understanding. You can't even wrap your eyes, your mind around it. Jesus says, I'm gonna give you this kind of peace that will resist the chaos in the world. Resist it so that in the midst of everything that's happening, in the midst, you can live in peace and live out peace in your world. Amen? So maybe today you're like, I just haven't had peace and I've been affected by everything that's happening around me and I've been living life without this kind of peace. Well, today we got to make a choice. I wish it was as simple as me praying a prayer and maybe Tinkerbell flies over and drops little dust, and it's just like, wow, that changed. But you have to change the atmosphere that you're choosing to live in. You have to. Maybe there's some friendships at work that are robbing your peace. Some relationships, some things that are happening. It's time to get our eyes off of all the stuff, off of all the things, and get our eyes back on Jesus. And maybe it's your, it is your first time here today, or maybe you've gone to church your whole life. And you've never had a relationship with Christ. And we're talking today about this peace that's so opposite of what the world is offering in 2019. Real peace. There, there, there isn't much peace in the world. I mean, you, you turn on the TV, no one agrees on anything. It's chaotic. It's confusion. There's disorder. Like I, I want, you're talking about a peace that doesn't even make sense, and I want to have that kind of peace. And, friend, you can't have peace around you until you have peace in you. And today I want to give you that opportunity to invite peace into your life, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning? Two different 
things I want to uh, give you a chance. If maybe you're here and you're like, wow, this, um, I've been, I haven't been operating in the peace that Jesus came to give me. I've been operating in what's, by what's happening around me. All these external things, and I need to get back to keeping my eyes on Jesus and focusing on the peace that he came to give. If that's you, why don't you throw your hand up and say, hey, that was me. I've just been focusing. Yeah, hands all over the place. Yeah, I've just been focusing on all the stuff around me. Yeah, God bless you. Hands are all over the place. Peace I give to you, he says. My peace. God bless you. I see those hands there. Incredible. It's time to change the atmosphere in your home by changing where you put your hope, by changing where you allow peace to come from. That's great. You can put your hands down. I do want to, the second thing I want to, is maybe you are that person that you've, you've never started your journey with Christ. Or, or maybe, maybe you did, but you've been off doing your, your own thing. Living your own way, your own opinion, your own, you're an adult. I'm going to do what I want. I'm grown. But today you feel like the Father heart of God is calling you back. Hasn't been peace around you, but today you want to invite peace back into your heart by starting your journey with Christ. It's as easy. We're going to get a second here. We're going to invite you to pray. We're not going to have you come to the front and do anything that's going to make you feel any type of way. We're going to give you a chance to say a prayer, and it starts with a prayer that invites that peace into your life. But then that direction change in your life results in a life change, not just not here just on earth, but for eternity. It changes everything. Jesus really does change everything. Does it make everything perfect? doesn't necessarily change all the chaos that's happening around you, but it does change what's happening on the inside of you. And today you say, Mark, I want to I say that prayer today. I want to start my journey with Christ perhaps for the second time, or maybe today for the very first. No one's looking around. That includes you just out of uh, respect to the people around you. We get so caught up in what's happening around us. This is the moment, 30 seconds, you say, okay, God, make the focus here. On the count of three, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three over the room. Yeah, God bless you. See that hand there? Yeah. They'll say, I want to invite that peace. God bless you. Incredible. I see those two hands. Anybody else? That's me. I want to invite peace into my, my life again. I want to start my journey with Christ. All right. You can put your hands down. In just a moment, I'm going to invite everybody to say this prayer with me. Whether it's your first time saying it, or you've maybe said it a thousand times. If that's you, I want you to say it just out of support for the people that raise their hands. It's an incredible decision. One of the greatest decisions you could ever make with your life and your eternity is this here. Would you pray with me all across the room? Jesus, today, I accept you. accept your love. I accept your grace. I accept your peace into my life. Please forgive me for my mistakes, my wrongdoings, my sins. I want to get it right today. With you as my king. With you as my God, with you as my Father. And I'll live the rest of my life getting to know you and making you known in my world. In Jesus' name, everyone agree with that prayer this morning would say? Amen. Come on, can we clap for those people that raised their hands today? Wow. Hey, I've loved being with you. Pastor Brandon's going to come up and let you know what to do next. Can we make a bunch of noise for Pastor Mark? How many of you received it today? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. 
We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.